Well, uh, this morning it's a privilege and an honor to have uh, Pastor Shelton here with us. And uh, we call Mel, Nana Mel. So, would you like to please stand and let's welcome, before I call you up, a warm hand. It's a privilege for me to introduce you here. Yeah, and uh, it's a joy that I've known Pastor Shelton and Nana Mel since over 40 years, actually, about 42 years, uh, seen them and the way the Lord has uh, blessed them and how the Lord has grown them to be such a blessing. So for me to stand here and welcome you, it's such a privilege and an honor. And uh, just something, you know, the Lord has placed Pastor Shelton and Mel, you know, to oversee us in so many churches uh, in Mumbai, in India and the world over. And so much that we can really learn from Pastor Shelton and Melissa. One of the greatest things that I always see Pastor Shelton and Mel, that, you know, they're like father figures. And I always see the way he sits and hears. This is Father's heart that comes forth so strongly. And this is something that we really need to take from him. He's always been that father watching over, patiently hearing, patiently listening when you speak to him. And I always see this uh, immense peace over him. I've never seen him looking worried in any way. You know, for any situation that there is, there's always this peace and a calm over him. So uh, it's a joy and privilege for me to welcome both of you. Thank you. Wonderful. So we've known each other for 42 years, you said? Makes us feel a bit old. Eh? <laughs> Hallelujah. It's always good to be with all of you and the leadership. Thank you for your welcome. And it's exciting to know what God is doing in our hearts, even as we poised for the year ahead and the years ahead. Like many have been saying, a new decade. We're at the beginning of a new decade, a new 10 years. It's always wonderful. And as we enter, you know, in 2020, uh, like I said in a short video I put down, you know, often we think of, when we say 2020, we think of a 2020 vision, you know, and everyone likes to have good vision. As we're getting older also, we're getting more conscious of that. But we have a vision in Christ. Amen? And that vision, I believe, can get stronger. Uh, and that vision, when we talk of, you know, the harvest, the people outside, that's, that's God's heart. I know Pastor Shannon shared the 31st on Jesus coming to seek, seek and to save the lost, right? And that, that's the heart of the Lord, reaching out to people. And He reaches out to you this morning. He's, he's reaching out to you every day. It's not just about us trying to, you know, strive and just, just in our own flesh and our own effort. And say, I must reach out, I must reach out, get worried about reaching out. No, no, no. It's, it's about allowing God who's reached out to us, coming through our lives. And uh, the vision, you know, to see the community strengthened and uh, the churches strengthened. As I've been saying 
planting of new areas, new, uh, I mean, new churches in new areas, new small groups. We've got to be thinking, you know, how God wants to multiply what little that we have. We might feel we got little, but we've got a lot that the world is waiting for. People are waiting in hopelessness. Sometimes people don't even know what they're waiting for or they're walking in hopelessness. But God has called us, beloved, to, to sharpen this, that, that we've got to mend it on the earth. It's not just to selfishly keep this, this wonder-working power of God in us or this glorious hope or just the love of God and the relationship we share. And we are to produce something. We are to uh, multiply ourselves, you know, as we talk of disciples and and prayer, prayer. We've been talking about prayer this morning, you know, praying towards even having a 24-7. You know, I really believe uh, about three days ago I had a dream. I'm not going to tell you the details of it, but, but there was a, a concern on my heart when I got up in the morning for this country. And I believe if we don't take our places in intercession, if we don't take individually, understand, it's not just looking for someone else to pray, it's us praying. It's us, you know, as a church also, the churches in the city, we're trying to mobilize this coming year. Every church taking a 24-7 slot, and we've been talking about a worship 24-7 to be raised up. But the, the idea is, you know, because we've got a mandate Prayer is a mandate for bringing the kingdom from heaven down to earth. And, and this dream I had was about restrictions coming. If we, don't really, if we don't really move into that place, you know, there's the enemy wants to bring a restriction. We are talking about economies and we talk about, you know, we are facing uh, a challenge. We are facing a great challenge, actually. A great challenge. If you, if you just look at the stats and what's happening. And even in the nations, you know, we've been just in touch with Australia and looking at these fires all over. And it's never happened like that. Half a billion animal species are affected. Half a billion. I mean, it's unbelievable. When we look at Iran and what's happened. And, and beloved, it's so important for us. To understand we're not just here, you know, for ourselves. You'll never find fulfillment in yourself if you just live like that. But we are here with a mandate from God once we know Him to bring heaven down to earth, to live out that life. And all this, God's calling us, you know, to be filled with the Spirit in our lives, our families, expanding in our gifts, maturing. In our lifestyle, not just being babies all the time, but learning to grow up, not just getting offended for every drop of the hat and say, oh, he didn't look at me or she didn't do this. Come on, beloved, it's time to grow up. It's time to move out. It's time to be that what you want someone else to be to you. It's time for that. Signs, wonders. Yes, it's time for that. In the midst of impossibilities, in the midst of situations, uh, maybe economically or job situations, you need the power of heaven. You need signs, you need wonders. 
And this will happen, beloved, as leaders and people, and we get into the position that God's called us to. It's very important for this time to get humbled, to get repented, to position yourselves with the right heart and the right attitude, because it's war. It's war. It's warfare. Keeping in mind, of course, 2018, we've been talking about, you know, the priesthood, and all of us are being priests unto God. And the year before that, we were talking about the decade, I believe, from 2017, it started really, the decade for me. Uh, a time of, of, of new things, and it, it may be startling, it may be surprising, some of the things that we, we begin to see in the world. Uh, some may be good, some may be bad, but, but we've got to be poised and ready for that, because we've never been this way before. The world is changing so very fast. There's victories that we are to take hold of in the midst of the battles. Amen. Think of the battles you're facing. And think of the promises that God has given to you. And take hold of it. And the, by faith and patience. And, and that's something that was really put strongly on my heart in these spiritual battles to be fought, the victories to be gained, the promises to be taken hold of. Sometimes internal struggles that we are facing in our lives, it's normal, beloved, to face these struggles. Don't think you're the only sinner here. We are sinners saved by grace. But these struggles can be overcome because when we come to the cross, when we come to Jesus, that's why he really came to work his new work in our lives daily. It's a renewal. Hallelujah. It's not something that happened 10 years when he got saved. But it's allowing the gospel to work out daily in our minds, in our hearts. So that God can restore us and put us to the place that he's called us to be in. Hallelujah. So in Hebrews 6.12 it says that you may not be sluggish. Don't be sluggish. Don't be lazy. Don't allow, you know, a lackadaisical approach. That may be sounding a big word, but it just means sluggish, lazy. You see, it just sounds a little musical. But, but don't allow that to, to take hold of you and put you to sleep when you should be awake. You see, when you should be awake, we talk about Winning the last, and I was, I was just thinking as I was riding in the car, driving in the car. You know, an angler, when they go to fish, the guy is, you know, you have to wait quite a long time sometimes. Sometimes you get it in the first shot. But sometimes, you see, there's patience. There's a lot of patience. There's also a faith. There's an expectancy. You don't just go to catch nothing. You go to catch something, Right? Right? You go to catch something. And, and, and I was just imagining, you know, a cartoon when the guy is, you know, sometimes waiting too long and he ties the rod to his leg or something. And a big fish comes and just pulls him. If he's not awake, can you imagine what's going to happen? We've got to be alert in everything that we do in our lives out of a spirit of rest because Jesus has completed the sacrifice. Now this passage goes on to remind us, if you read Hebrews 6 later, the passage goes on to remind us about God's promises to Abraham. Abraham was used as a picture, as, a, as an example for us. This man of faith who waited uh, patiently obtaining the promises of God. You see, beloved, he, he was called into the land. He was called into a new place. 
He didn't know where he was going. He had to leave something precious. He had to leave the zone of comfort. He had to leave his father's house. And he had to go to where God had called him to, even if it seemed very, very different. Are you ready? Hello? Are you ready to get out of the same chair that you sit on on Sunday and do something different? And do something different and get out of the box and be willing for God to shake our boxes or our nest that we can jump out. And that's what's going to happen. Hello. So let's get ready. Amen. The words patience speak of a, it's, it's not some kind of a placidness, you know, a waiting. It speaks of a waiting, but it's a waiting with a conquering in mind. It's a makratumia. That's a, there's another, there are two words for patience in the Bible. And, and, and both those words, you see, one speaks of a conquering aspect of waiting. Like the, the Romans, when they did a siege, can you imagine when, they, when they, they surrounded a city? It was not one year sometimes, it was ten years. It was five years. They knew when they surrounded that city in war that they would somehow conquer. There was an anticipation. There was a waiting. There was a persuasion. There was a confidence that this is going to happen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now that's the kind of faith. and That's the kind of patience. It goes together. It's an endurance. It's the ability to lift a load, not to wilt under responsibility, but to say, I'm going to take it and I'm going to run. I'm not just going to be, you know, some kind of a, you say, kids talk about loser. Don't be a loser. Let's not be a loser. Come on. Jesus has been a winner. And even if we feel like we're losers, come back to him and say, God, I feel a loser today. Fill me, Lord. With your promises. And sometimes we may feel like losers. No problem. Don't be in condemnation. Rise up. This is a time for that kind of thing. Neither is our faith dead. But it's a faith where there's conviction. There's assurance. There's moral conviction of truth. We sang that today. We talked about a belief. Raise a hallelujah. If you read the history of that song. Jonathan wrote that song. It was in the midst of a challenge. It was in the midst when this guy was feeling totally down as if that child is going to die that they were praying for. And that's when he wrote this song and said, raise a hallelujah. I'm going to raise the song. I'm going to sing a little louder. Hallelujah. In the midst of the storm, I'm not going to come under it. I'm going to get over it. And praise God, that child lived. And this is a belief that is active. So faith and patience move together. What about Abraham? In spite of not knowing, as I said, where he was going. Imagine the guy, you know, gets a promise from God. I'm going to make you the father of nations. No child. Waiting, waiting, waiting. What's happening? Though the impossible was at work against him, he saw the God of possibilities. Romans 4, 21. It says this. It says he was fully persuaded that God was able to do what he had promised. Now that doesn't always happen. I know in my life, sometimes I struggle for that kind of persuasion. So what do I do? There are things that God gives us the ability to do, which we'll be talking about this. But what about our weakness? What about our failures? 
Sometimes we ask the question, we might ask this question in 2020, why are we being tested? You see, beloved, Abraham failed, he lied, but he pressed on. There was repentance. There was a father of faith there. You'll be reminded in James chapter 1, verse 2 to 4. It's his counted joy when you face trials. It's an opposite kind of thing. You don't want to be joyful, right? But there is your, there's an ability. When God tells you to count it joy, that means you can count it joy. You can say, thank you, God. Even if you don't feel, thank you, God. There's something beyond this. I'm, I'm just seeing this, but you're seeing 100 Years ahead, probably, because you're going to live in eternity. Hallelujah. But you're seeing ahead, God. You're seeing a hundred meters ahead. I may see one meter ahead. But the testing of your faith produces patience. There's a, a faith that you have, and that faith will be tested sometimes. You say, I have a faith, great service. I know, boy, we're going to see that happen. I was just talking to someone on the phone yesterday in the U.S., and he said a few months ago, God put this on his heart. He was one of the guys from this area, actually. Anyway, we, uh, we talk often as he calls. And we, I was praying for this guy. And he was saying, you know, he had this faith that he was going to move. And suddenly after about three months, he's saying, you know, I just feel like I need to just settle here. And, and that's what begins to happen sometimes. Because the faith that you have, and you say you have the confidence, it goes through when it doesn't happen immediately, sometimes. I've been waiting on some things that happened quickly when I got saved when I was 19. And some things are just happening. Hello. How was that for encouragement after 40 years? But, or, or more. But the point is that in that time, God's preparing you for that. Which he wants to do this year. Which he wants to do next year. Which he wants to do in the next month, probably. And that's the kind of a, a, a test that we go through. And when we ask ourselves these questions, you know, about uh, our weaknesses and, and, and why we're being tested. Because God wants to produce that character, that nature. He's not just interested in, in you getting what you want. I mean, he can give it to us, right? Of course, he wants his children to be happy. But sometimes what we think makes us happy doesn't make us happy. And you talk to people who thought, man, you know, money would make me happy. And they have all the money in the world and they're not happy. Or fame would make me happy. And they reach the top and then they commit suicide. You see, because those things, when you climb that mountain with that expectancy, you come up there, oh man, that's, that's not really what I wanted. You see, because those things are not can never fully satisfy us. What can fully satisfy us is our faith, our confidence, our relationship with God and us walking constantly in a persevering relationship with our maker. That brings fulfillment. And the rest will follow. Hallelujah. Yes, the needs are there. Yes, there's needs for business. There's a need for breakthroughs. These things will happen, but let's position ourselves in the right place. Hallelujah. Our foundation to believe and build rightly is Christ himself. He has given us what the Bible calls the faith. I don't know if you've read that so many times. This is content for the faith. This is build yourself up in the most holy faith. 
What is that faith? That faith is the whole counsel of God given to us for the scripture. It's not just a faith for something. It's a counsel. It's, it's a belief system in the light of the new covenant. And we don't just pick and choose what we want to believe in the Bible. We take the whole scripture, the whole counsel of God. That is the foundation. Christ himself being built. He's the rock. He's the solid rock on which I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. I was at a funeral the other day. And the, uh, I was supposed to end the, the burial. One day... We'll always go that way, right? If Jesus doesn't come before that. And I was just burying. And I said, I remember this song. It was ringing through my mind. I said, man, this is my benediction. On Christ, the solid rock, we stand. That's the rock that will go beyond circumstances, beyond ups and downs, beyond life and death. All other ground is sinking sand. One day or the other, it's going to pass away. So let's put our faith and our trust and be built up in the holy faith and be balanced believers, not just be moving from one wind of doctrine to another, but let's be conscious of following the Lord. And with these aspects of persevering faith, let's keep that in mind, which it says build yourself up in the faith. A faith that comes from hearing a faith that comes from hearing his word to us brought by the holy spirit you know faith comes faith is there but it also comes as you hear god's word that's what the bible says it produces faith sometimes when i feel a lack of faith i take the word i speak it to myself i think about it i meditate upon it i pray pray into it Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, right? Does it say Romans 10, 17? A faith is kindled. Sometimes when a prophetic word comes to you, it can come to you as you're sitting here in your own heart. It can come to you as somebody gives it. A faith can come as you give the prophetic word to somebody else, which bears witness to our spirit, not just any prophetic word, as brought to us through others in the body of Christ. So we don't despise prophecy, but we don't, run after prophecy, we run after Jesus and the prophetic words that come are to further encourage us and strengthen us. And this can happen in your quiet time. It can happen through others. It can happen as someone's preaching and a word strikes you and say, that's what I need. That's really what God is saying to me. A faith that is kindled when a prophetic word. A gift of faith that is given to us for a particular task. When we think of the aspects of faith, sometimes something is going to happen or or I've got to do this, or I feel I've got to buy this, and God gives you a faith for that situation. You don't normally have that kind of faith, but it's a gift given to you for a task. Then the fruit of faith, as you keep walking with God, a fruitfulness becomes a constancy in your life that you know God will take care. As you get experience in God, you begin to say, yeah, I've been through that before. God's going to take care of this, right? That's called the fruit of faith, or faithfulness in some places it's translated but it's the same root word faith it causes us faith to depend on God and his word when one feels like everything is sinking man there's a dependence we hold on to God that's a trust that we can have and that's what we live by it's it's 
It's a leaning on Him. Not on our own understanding. It's a leaning on God. Not even leaning on my money. Sometimes we are trying to lean on my money when I be got no money. But even when you have the money, you don't lean on your money. You lean on God. Amen. Dependence on God. A faith that does not live in denial. We are not talking about denying, saying, oh, this is not happening. We're not talking about that kind of positive preaching where you don't accept the fact. Abraham accepted the fact his body was as good as dead. Yet, the Bible says, he believed and he gave glory to God. He was fully persuaded that God was able to do what he promised. He didn't live, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not sick, I'm not sick. When you're sick, you're sick. Hello. Don't believe that gospel. But believe, yes, when you're sick, you're sick. But God's my healer. God is my healer. Even now, He's my healer. He's my well-being. He's my everything. Amen. Speak that word in the face of opposition. Hallelujah. And, the, and there's many other things here. But lastly, I'll just go to the last point. A faith that overcomes. There are about 14 things we put here. 1 John 5, 4. This is a wonderful verse. It says, everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Beloved, you're born of God this morning? Just let's stretch. Put your hand up if you've been born of God. Come on. Stretching is good these days. I'm realizing it. Put it down. But we've been born of God. Then you have victory. You will overcome. No matter how dismal your situation is looking, you will overcome. And I want to walk on that overcoming faith in my life till I walk off the earth one day. I'm going to walk off the earth. It's getting closer, the finishing line. But I want to say this, that I want to be running in faith. I'm going to be walking in persevering faith Not just a faith that's up and down, but a faith that is constant in my God. It's even more than the things of this world. Whatever you see in 2 Corinthians 4, it says, whatever you see is temporary. Think about it. You look at me here. It's all temporary. This body is temporary. But what you don't see is eternal. The spirit, the soul, the inner man. The love of God, the values of God, the characteristics that God is building in your life. That is going to be seen in the life to come. That is eternal. And let's run the race in that area. So everyone's given a measure of faith. Everyone. No one can say, I don't have faith. You may not have enough faith for something or feel you don't have faith for a situation. But we all have faith. And we need to remind ourselves that that faith has to be fed. It has to grow Everyone is given. It's in Him. You know, we can bring... And even when we feel we don't have certain faith for certain things, we can say like that man, you know, when, when with his child's problem, he said, uh, the Lord said, believe. And he said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. There's a, there's a struggle here. Don't you have a struggle sometimes? You believe, but there's unbelief. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Take it off, Lord. Root it out. We sang that song, whatever. You know, take out that sin. Pull it out in Jesus' name. Amen. Sing what you believe. Let every song that we sing get into our hearts. Because we are speaking the words of God. We are speaking unto God. It's in Him we bring our weakness, our sins, and inadequacies. Receive His strength, His forgiveness, His restoration. 
even as we desire and yield to Jesus to come through by his spirit. Where is Jesus? Yes, he's in heaven, but by his spirit, he's in your heart. And that's where we've got to say, or we've got to come to that place where Christ comes through us. When I mess it up, I have to say sorry to my wife. If I mess it up with her. Or if I mess it up with somebody, I've got to say sorry. I've got to ask for forgiveness. I've got to see the gospel working in my own heart. But then, no longer I, and let Christ come forth. When you walk with that confidence, that faith, that conviction. It's not just a feeling. It's a dependence on God, I said. And when you walk in that and Christ himself is able to come through you, what Galatians 2.20 says, no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. And a life I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the power of the Son of God. It's this dependence that draws from a God of faith. It's this kind of dependence on him. God, without you, I can do nothing. But with you, I can do all things. All things. Say all. All. Let's do all. Amen. All things. All things that God has put your way. We got a God of faith who calls those things that are not as though they were. Amen. That's how he changed Abraham's name. Abraham. I call you Abraham. Abraham means exalted father. Abraham means father of many. He didn't have a child. But in faith, his name changed. And we got to speak that word. We've got to speak what the Bible says and gives you a promise. Speak it into your circumstance. Speak it into your situation. Pray into it. And then be willing to change also. Sometimes we are not moving. We're wanting the world to come to us. Hello, that's not going to happen. It's got to be change in our mindset. Sometimes we are not changing and we're expecting everybody else to change. God's saying, listen... I'm waiting, I'm waiting actually not for that person, not for that circumstance. I'm waiting for you to change. I'm waiting for you to change in your attitude. I'm waiting for you to be willing to do something that I'm saying to do, though it may be very, very different to what you've been doing. I can say I've been in the ministry 40 years, 42 years now. I know it all. I, if I say I know it all, I know nothing. I know nothing. Because the more you walk with God, actually the less you know. Because you begin to see how great he is, how big he is. And we've got to be changing. And I want to change at 62 years old. I'm changing. I'm listening to the younger generation. Because 70% of India is under 35 years old. We've got to hear their language. We've got to listen to them. We can't just say, oh, this is my church. This is my circle. You want to come in? You come here. Hello. You've got to change. You've got to connect. You've got to see how you connect with others. It's not going to happen that way anymore. I've got good news for you. It's going to happen the way God wants us to change our language, change our attitudes, change our, the dimension, the way we reach out, the way we talk to people. Get out of the old wineskin because he's doing a new thing. The new year... Forget just the new year, but daily there's a renewal. There is newness. Otherwise, we'll be left behind and he's moved on. We'll be saved. We'll go to heaven, but that's about it all. There'll be no adventure. Get on to the train. 
Get on to the plane of God. And let's move forward. Amen. Hallelujah. Like Mark 11, 22, 23 says. He says, when you have faith, pray. Speak to the mountain. There are times we have to speak to our circumstance. We have to bless the situation. You just feel like cursing it. Start to bless it. Bless that person who's giving you trouble. Bless that boss. Pray for that boss. Hallelujah. I remember I used to work in one place and that guy used to just fly off the handle every day. I don't know if he fought with his wife every day or what used to happen. But he would shout and everyone was scared. All the senior engineers. And I was a junior trainee. But somehow I started praying for this guy. And if he called you in the cabin, you're gone. So he called you in the cabin. Bulare, bulare. Now you're ready. And going on, the guy was a lamb with me. Hallelujah. And I was just 22 years old. You see, but beloved, I believe we can speak. We can bring life. We can pray. We can speak the word to our circumstance, to our situation, to our community, to our city. That's what Jeremiah is all about. Pray for the city. To which I've carried you. If the city prospers, you prosper. I like what we did this morning also. Praying for the nation. It's not just for your own prosperity. We need to pray for Modi. We need to pray for the prime minister. We need to pray for the home minister. All the other cabinets. Even the oppositions. And Lord, we want to see this happen. We want to see your mercy over Australia. We want to see rain come down, which seems an impossibility at this time. And change that nation, Lord. A spiritual rain come too. Hallelujah. So, what more practical things? At the end, I just want to say this. Is there steps that can help us to walk in faith? Praying the word of God. You don't know what to pray? Take the Bible. Take what you heard today. Pray it. Speak it. Hallelujah. The attributes of God's mighty power in praise. That's what we've been singing. Praise and worship is not just... I mean, it's good to sing. Music is in the heart of God. Music is a key in heaven, I believe. The reasons for that. But, but I believe that as we worship God and speak the word and declare His attributes... His life, our faith begins to rise up because we are looking not at our circumstance. We're not looking at ourselves. We are looking at the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. That's what worship does. Worship is supposed to center you on Christ. Amen. It's not just the music. It's centering us on Jesus and our lives to be your worship. Praise God for music. Praise God for good lyrics. And let's pray that these songs would be a part of our lives. Declaring His word in crisis. I've already said that. Resisting the devil. Sometimes it's a battle. It's a battle, man, to get you down. You've got to understand. You're in war. There's good and evil in this world. There's a battle outside there when we're talking about protests and we're talking about all these things. We need to get into the battle and start praying and start doing whatever God's called us to do in these circumstances. But we've got to realize there's a wrestling match going on. The fighting, it's a wrestling. It's not a boxing match. Sometimes you hope that you just give one punch and that the enemy's gone. But sometimes it's a, it's a battle. It's a, it's a wrestling 
And, and, and you resist it and he flees. He flees. He runs. Hallelujah. Let's step out in grace and obedience. Doing things you've never done before. Think of something you've never done before. Are you willing to step out? Or just want the same old thing? Think of something you've never done before. I've never shared with somebody. Maybe it's time. Maybe you need to take somebody out. For tea. Not take them out like the general was taken out. That's the language now. Take him out. No, no, no. Take someone out for tea. Take someone out for a meal. Just, just love on people. The, the, the sharing will come as we show the love of God. Maybe you've never prayed for something beyond what you can see. Start to do that. Maybe you never committed to a small group. Start to get committed. Do something you've never done before. Speak what God says about me in His Word. What does the Bible say about you? Not what people said, oh, you're a useless son or a useless daughter. You're not as clever as that person. But God says, you are clever. You are my child. You are my gifted one. You are my daughter. And we need to say, I am his son. I am his daughter. I am, uh, yeah, in myself, I am weak. But in him, I am strong. We need to speak the word to ourselves and confess the word and believe the word. Because the word is not just some letter. Jesus said, the words I speak to you are his life indeed. It's life. Take the word. That's why Jesus said, man will not live by bread alone, but by every word. I've had circumstances in my life when we've had zero. You know, as, as, as we've gone to do some work uh, in, the, in the ministry somewhere. But we've had the word and we've spoken the word. And we've spoken the word of our life. Or we've claimed the word. And we said, God, in a difficult circumstance, this is your word. And that word has produced life. We can pray the word. We can speak the word. Remembering what God has done in the past. Has God kept you all these years? Look at the Bible. See the miracles of God. It's not just to say, oh, well, beautiful Moses. What lovely thing. You know, the Red Sea parted. He wants you to remember that because he wants to part some Red Seas in your life. Amen. So remember the past, the good past. Don't allow chains of the past to hold you back anymore. But remember what God has done even for the sin. What God has done for that bondage in my life in the past. And he's broken it in two. And he's going to continue to help me to go from one degree of faith to another. One degree of glory to another. That's what he wants to do in our lives. Be in fellowship. You know, sometimes when you down, initially they'll say, don't go to church. Don't go to the small group. Just stay away from the believers. Just be on your own. You feel like doing that. You don't want to meet anybody. But I tell you, in those circumstances, run in the opposite spirit. If it's holding you back, say, I'm going, man. I am going. Tell that voice, I am going. I am going to be there. Because when you're in fellowship with God's people, it's like that common illustration about the coal fire, right? You remove one coal, put it out, it goes off. But you put that coal back, 
It gets the fire from the others and it starts to burn. And that's what fellowship does. The Bible says they continued in fellowship, in koinonia, in a relationship. Yes, we're imperfect people. Yes, sometimes you're going to get hurt with some people in the church. I've got hurt many times. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Raise a hallelujah those times. And say, God, I bless that person. I pray for them. You put that person in my way. I often tell people, they say, oh man, this church is good. Except for those two people, I don't like them. I say, God has put those two people just for you. Just for you. So that you can be sandpapered, sharpened. So that you can learn to love. So that you can die. So you may live in Jesus' name. Amen. Beloved, can we get the musicians up here? But come with the 2020 vision. God wants to burn His work in our hearts. Let's not just let it say, yeah, 2019, now one more year. No, no, no. Don't live with that. I'm 62 and I'm looking for something more. You know, if I'm on this earth till 82... I'll still be looking for something more. And if it's beyond, I'll still be looking for something more. Till I walk on. And by the way, when I'm in heaven, I'll still be looking. You know why? Because Jesus is so great, I'll still be learning. He'll still be unveiling. Amen. He'll still be unveiling those things. That's why he says, keep seeking, seek and keep seeking. Hello, hello. Keep finding. I haven't finished. Uh, so let's go for that, beloved. Amen. 2020 vision and beyond. Being encouraged with a great cloud of witnesses. The Bible says in Hebrews 12, you're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. You may not see them. By the way, angels are there. But those who've gone before you, like the Abrahams and the Moseses, the Pauls, the Peters, they surround us in the spiritual realm. And they say, come on, Sheila, come on. Keep running. Keep running, my brother. Keep running, my sister. Keep running. Move forward. There's still something to conquer. There's still something to learn. There's still something to receive. There's still a prayer to be prayed. There's still a soul to be saved. Hallelujah. There's still someone who's there. You know, it's not just about getting more people. It's about really loving God and loving our neighbor. And I'm praying, Lord, do I love my neighbor enough to tell him or to pray for him or to reach out? Amen. To sing a hallelujah for him. Amen. To raise a hallelujah for him. To raise a hallelujah for the city. Can we stand up together? Thank you, Jesus. Faith and patience. Perseverance. It's a tenacity. It's a power. It's a strength that is already abiding in your heart. And God wants you to grow in it. Don't be despondent when something doesn't happen in the time that you think it should happen or if it doesn't happen the way you think. Don't look at others and say, oh, it's happened for them. But say, yeah, it's happened for them, so God's got something else for me. 
It may be something else. It may be not just like it's happening in the others. It may be something very unique. Deepa, maybe maybe something very unique. What God happen what God wants for our life. Every one of you are unique. Your fingerprints tell you, don't it? That you're unique. Your calling is unique. We're called together, but we're called individually. We're called in unity, but we're called in diversity. We are to be like Jesus, but Jesus is the infinite one. And the church together in the world can become his complete body. Individually, we lack. We need one another. Individually, we need to learn more. Individually, you have a gift that no one else has. Use it in this 2020. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Father, we say, come, Lord. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Fill us, Lord, this morning. Fill us. Come on, ask him. Fill us, Lord. Fill us. You know, the Bible says, keep being filled. Keep being drinking. Fill us with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Jesus, I pray, I bless you, church. I bless you with faith. The seeds of faith. The gifts of faith. I bless you with faith that would move mountains in your life for the task that is before you. I bless you. And that faith would produce patience. And you would be open to wait. You would be open to endure. Not placidly waiting, not passively waiting. But you would run like a mile runner to the destination, to the finish line. You would run the race knowing you're going to finish well. Oh, we say, come Lord Jesus. Come Lord Jesus. Call on Him. Come, let's call on Him. Call on Him. Call on the Lord. Call on the Lord. Say, come Lord Jesus. Come Lord Jesus. Fill our lives. Fill our hearts. Fill our lives, Lord. Speak a prayer. Come on, open your mouth, whatever's on your heart for your life. Whisper a prayer or shout a prayer or shout a praise or shout a thanksgiving. Oh, let it come, let it come, let it come. Let it come, Lord. You rise, you rise. Help us to arise as you rise. You rise in this country. You rise in our city. You rise in our family. You rise in this nation. You rise in the nations. Rise in my heart, Lord. Rise in our hearts. Rise in our hearts. Some of you are feeling very dead inside. There's, you may be feeling dead. You may be saying, I really don't have faith. You have it. And I speak that life into you today. Let faith arise. Let faith arise. Do not give up. Do not give up. Do not give up. Jesus. Oh, Lord. Have your way. Have your way in our lives. 
Have your way in our prayer life. Have your way in our hearts. Have your way in our work. Have your way. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Do it. Capture my heart, Lord. I want you to be my magnificent obsession. Our magnificent obsession. Jesus. Oh. Can we sing a new song? Oh, Lord. Oh, rise, rise, rise. Put your hand on your heart and say, let faith arise. Let faith arise. Let perseverance arise. A faith that perseveres. A love that endures. A hope that endures. A love that never fails. Let it rise. Oh. Let God put His hand on you right now. The Spirit is putting His hand on you right now. I rebuke every spirit of discouragement, every darkness from every light. Go in Jesus' name. Spirit of death, go in Jesus' name. Darkness, go in Jesus' name. We pray the blood of Jesus over every life. I pray the blood of Jesus over every family. Finances, blood of Jesus, the protection of God, wisdom of God. The wisdom of the Holy Spirit. Revelation. God's going to increase revelation. Dreams. Visions. Pictures. The Word of God. The written Word. Become the spoken Word. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord.